Hi, I'm Dr. Stewart. And I'm Leah Tyndale. And this is What's Up, Doc? Absolutely. This is part four in our series uh, on mental health. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about hope and recovery. Because there is hope, isn't there? Even And there is a recovery path? I hope so. Hope. I see what you did there. But it just might take a little bit longer than maybe we expect. It takes a while. And that's part of the challenge is to set realistic expectations from the outset. So once we've got a diagnosis and once we've agreed a treatment plan, First and foremost, not every treatment works first time every time. We Mm. may have to explore different uh, solutions to this problem. It may be a combination of some of those treatments we've talked about before. And it may be that some things work better in certain contexts and not in others. So once we've got ourselves onto that pathway, it's then about looking forward and saying, okay, where were we? Where are we heading? And setting goals to get ourselves out of that, uh, that dark place that we've often found ourselves in. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose as well, it depends on the type of uh, mental health condition that you're dealing with, then depends on how long treatment is, how long the diagnosis process is, um, except for things like ADHD, that I mean, especially in Western Australia at the moment, the, the diagnosis wait to get in to see, you know, the psychiatrist and yep. everything is it so many months. Out. Yeah, yeah, it can be several months and some people are waiting up to a year at mm-hmm. the moment and, and paediatrics is even worse. Yep. So, yes, there's that delay in getting the diagnosis and then getting on to treatment. And for many patients, it's a light switch going off yeah. and they suddenly feel so much better and um, life starts to get back to normal very quickly. For others, it's a more gradual recovery mm-hmm. and it's an acceptance and a learning curve. And, you know, we need to progress through that more slowly. Mm-hmm. So there's no one size fits all, sadly. It's a, it's a journey that we take together. And again, that's a journey that I take with my patients on a daily basis to see where we've gotten to and what adjustments do we need to make. There's yeah. fine tuning often along the way in order to continue that improvement. Absolutely. And I think that's a really great way to to frame and, and wrap out our mini series as well is looking through that this whole process of, of mental health and getting um, healthier and recovery and all those sorts of things is it's uh, it's a process, it's a journey, and there's no time frame and you shouldn't ever put pressure on yourself to be like I should feel better why isn't this working because none of that helps in the long run. It, it ultimately doesn't and you're right but it's also human nature mm, and every patient wants the recovery to happen quicker than Not it does magic pill. regardless of how quickly it happens they still want it to be quicker and of course I understand that if you're in a place of suffering and you've started to feel better you want to feel better and better and mm. better and that makes perfect sense it's human nature But ultimately, that is part of the discussion that I have to have. It's a very difficult conversation sometimes is to say we've been through some stuff here. We've been through a very challenging time. It's been distressing. And actually, post-recovery or mid-recovery, there may be other issues to deal with. So a good example of this is the uh, adult who has recently been diagnosed with ADHD. It may be a very successful adult. It may be somebody who's done quite well in their career. But once they get the diagnosis, they get the treatment, they suddenly realize what life could have been like. And there's almost a a rebound grief while they reflect on, if only I could have realized this 10, 20, 30 years ago, Mm. how much better would my life have been? How much easier could my journey have been? Mm. And that rebound grief can then potentially need psychology input. Yes or other things in order to help treat it. So there, there can be other issues manifest out of that original diagnosis and the subsequent suffering that occurred yeah, before wow. the diagnosis was, was made. 
I think that's the other thing as well, isn't it? We're talking about like often the human brain, which is so complex and there is so you've got, you know, your external factors, you've got your internal factors, like then you've got, you know, chemical imbalances versus you know, trauma or all of that kind of history, all blending into this unique situation. Absolutely. And then depending how successful your treatment uh, up to this point has been, so say maybe you've up to your sixth GP or maybe you're feeling really fatigued with the whole process, then that can drag things on and so... People give up. Uh, Yeah. And and that that does happen. They just just become accepting of something that they shouldn't have to accept. Mm. And sometimes it is as simple as... They didn't have the energy mm. to actually invest the time to go and say, well, actually, I'm just bobbling from GP to GP to GP. But as we've talked about in a previous podcast, is it actually that you're not picking a GP who has a special interest mm. in mental health and therefore you're getting a similar picture every time? And yeah, the GPs are all capable of dealing with these things, but some are more passionate than others and therefore may have a wider range of current mm. knowledge than others. And therefore, maybe you need to address that more directly by by finding a GP who's interested in this mm. area. Um, but yeah, it's exhausting. This Absolutely. is a genuinely difficult problem for patients to solve because when you're so exhausted, you have a sick brain that's not necessarily thinking clearly. Mm. It can really confound the ability to seek the appropriate treatment and get, get the appropriate help. So for those people that are experiencing that fatigue and just so over going on this journey of, you know, and they can't even put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. What is something that we can, what that you advise people to do? Is it as simple as you know, getting a family member and being like, "Can you drive me to the GP because I'm yeah. over trying"? If if that's an option to them, then absolutely. Leaning on our friends and family is important in these situations because it helps to get some additional perspective as well. Mm. And it's not uncommon actually for somebody to come in with a family member to give me an additional perspectives on yeah, what's going okay. on. So that can sometimes be helpful if it's a trusted uh, friend or, or, or family member. Uh, but there are other sources of support for people in those situations as well. I guess, um, you know, if we really feel like we're getting to the end of a rope, I often tell people, uh, tie a knot and hold on. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, um, emergency department, you know, if you really feel like you've gotten to the end of that, you know, that, that rope, then, then that's a good place. There's always going to be psychiatric support there okay. and they can get somebody to sit and talk with you and, and risk assess you more importantly. And then if we need to, they can either signpost you back to the GP, they can get you admitted, we can do what needs to happen. Um, There's urgent care centres, there's GP out of hours, there's your own GP clinic uh, are also good sources of support and advice if you need them. Um, There are online resources, uh, phone-based services like Lifeline Mm. um, or places like Beyond Blue, which is a website, and another good website is the Black Dog Institute. So there are a number of resources and so and this is by no means an exhaustive list there are a lot of uh, support services out there as well there are other places we can turn and a lot of these places will be able to offer you some peer support and potentially through that you can have a discussion and say oh I really just don't feel uh, I've been getting the right treatments and maybe they can recommend a, a different GP or a different service that you can engage with that might be more helpful or specific to you so there is always an alternative there's always somewhere else to go and as I say if you feel like you're getting to the end of your rope. Mm. That's when you need to reach out for help. And if it's if it's to someone nearby, then great. But if you're really not sure where to go, come see your GP, go to the emergency department. These are good spaces to go to Absolutely. in order to get that urgent support yeah. that you need. 
I suppose the biggest message isn't it just don't give up absolutely keep keep on looking there will be the right fit whether that's to be GP or you know starting even with a friend and yeah. talking there um, and then maybe someone else has a great GP that they know that is more specializes in that mental health space yeah. that's a great way to go about it as well but don't don't feel like you've been forgotten or that yeah. you know you're overlooked just because you might have fallen through a few, a few cracks. cracks absolutely there's you're still very very valuable and your mental health is worth valuing, looking after and seeking help and, and finding out. And if previous doctors haven't gotten to the bottom of this, then maybe we just need a fresh set of eyes yeah. on it. Sometimes that fresh set of eyes, that new perspective with the additional information that you can bring from what we've tried before that hasn't worked actually is quite a, a, a straightforward conversation for me to have with a patient when they come in and they say, I've tried everything. Yeah. And I'll say, well, let's break it down. Let's see what we haven't tried, because clearly we haven't tried something. There Absolutely. are so many things that I can do that we can start breaking it down and say, well, we haven't tried this. Why don't we give this a try? Here's what I would expect to happen. So we don't just go back to the start of the list and try things again. Mm. That's utterly pointless. We want to explore what we've done, and that allows me to then look at my list of things we haven't done and start working through those. Absolutely. It's so important. It's so important to not give up. And I really hope this uh, mini-series has been helpful for yeah. everyone listening and, and watching as well. That, um, yeah, hopefully it's given you a bit more insight. And is there anything that you'd like to just, I suppose, finish on, Dr Stewart, with your wealth of knowledge um, that you'd like to leave everyone with as we wrap up? I think just that there are GPs out there who have a passion for mental health. They are passionate about helping and supporting people. And if, if you feel like you've not made a good connection for whatever reason, it's not a slight on your own GP. It's just that you haven't made a good connection. Maybe their expertise lies in another space. Then don't give up hope. Don't just walk away from it and go, well, I've tried that. It didn't work. I'm just going to have to live with this. Explore it with someone else. Give someone else a chance. Allow them to bring their expertise to bear. And let's just see whether or not we can actually make that difference that you need. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Stewart. Really appreciate always your insights. Always a pleasure. All content and media related to the What's Up Doc podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. If you have any questions or concerns, please make sure you see your local healthcare professional.